Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Hello, Katie, and welcome back from BBMA's weekend in Vegas, Vegas, yes, Vegas, Vegas. just returned from Las Vegas today. We're talking on Monday, the day after the show. And, uh, you know, if my voice sounds like it's been in the desert for the past three days, it's because it has. So there's that. <laughs> um, well, we'll talk about we'll talk about the BBMAs in a little bit uh, and some other stuff. Indeed. <laughs> I think because maybe a few always, other things. A few other things, because as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Bad Bunny scores his second number one album on the Billboard 200 chart, and in doing so, gives the chart just its second all-Spanish-language album to hit number one. Plus, Lizzo lands her fourth top ten hit on the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart with About Damn Time, and as it joins Lotto's big energy in the top ten, there's a surprising commonality between the two songs that you maybe didn't realize. Hmm. We'll tell you all about it in just a moment. Also on the show, after Selena Gomez made her hosting debut on Saturday Night Live over the weekend, we are dreaming up other artists who would make a lot of sense as SNL hosts, so stick around to see who we think could handle it. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts or Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. Let's do the chart chat. First up, Bad Bunny notches his second chart-topping album on the Billboard 200 as his latest release. Katie, what's it called? It's called Un Verano Sin Ti. Debuts at number one on the May 21st dated chart with the year's biggest week for any album. A slim 274,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending May 12th, according to Luminate. It's also Bad Bunny's best week ever in terms of units earned. The album marks the second all-Spanish language set to reach number one on the 66-year-old chart, and the first was Bad Bunny's last album, which was 2020's El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. Uh, the new album's release date of May 6th was announced on May 2nd via an Instagram post after Bad Bunny had teased hints about the project for months. So it was a quasi surprise album. Yeah, it's like we knew. I think that I think there were pieces of it that people knew about, but they didn't know when it was coming. May, May no. Yeah, May 6th was a surprise. It just it seems like he was like, well, I, I should probably pick this week because next week is Kendrick. The week after that's Harry Styles. Looks like a good time. And you he know, was right. I better do it now. Um, well, also in the Billboard 200, uh, in the new top 10 on the Billboard 200, I should say, Jack Harlow scores his highest charting album yet as Come Home, The Kids Miss You debuts at number three. Arcade Fire claims its fifth top 10 with We and Esleban Armado reaches the top 10 for the first time with the number nine debut of Nostalgia. Did I say that right? I'm sure it's Nostalgia, but yes, it's Nostalgia oh. in English. 
<laughs> I was I was actually asking you about the name of the band. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> no, you did a great job on Eslavo and Armado. Yes. Wait, how do you say nostalgia in Spanish? I mean, if you were to pronounce it phonetically, nostalgia. Oh, because the G is, is, a, is a yeah is a H sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I'm but so I mean, sorry. it's a word that's in both English and Spanish spells spelled exactly the same, and an English speaking American would say nostalgia. <laughs> I want to know how to say Moscow Mule in Spanish. Oh, now. that's I'm guessing that that's just a Spanglish thing. And my Moscow actually, Mule. let me take a quick moment to give you a, a Vegas memory. Um, we had our first Billboard MusicCon on Friday, and one of our panels was um, our Latin director Layla interviewing Rao Alejandro, and she asked him where he saw himself in five years, and he like paused and then he was like, uh, "En un hamoca." And he said, uh, ¿Cómo se dice hamoca? And she's like, hammock? He said, yeah, in a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where he sees himself in five years. I was like, that's an incredible, incredible moment. It's like, uh, hamoca? Uh, hamoca? <laughs> like, not, not working? <laughs> exactly, exactly. On the beach? Next up, over on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, Bad Bunny, hey, look at him, places four songs in the top ten, all from his new album, led by Moscow Mule at number four. Uh, plus, Jack Harlow's First Class returns to number one, and last week's leader, Future's Wait For You, featuring Drake and Tim's, falls to number three. Meanwhile, Lizzo lands her fourth top ten with About Damn Time as it leaps 19 to 9 thanks to a surge in streams, up 50% for the week, rising 21 to 15 on the streaming songs chart, as well as a 32% increase in airplay, jumping 44 to 28 on the radio songs chart. The song has become trendy on TikTok, of course accompanied by a dance, mm-hmm. which has helped the track's widespread popularity. Did you see Katie, Tetris? Have you, have you done? Oh, I've not done the dance. I was just going to ask if you'd seen Tetris and Tiffany on the Billboard Music Awards red carpet doing the dance together. I, I did. <laughs> I, did. I, I have to say, as I'm, you know, I, I do have TikTok, but I'm not on it all the time. But you do. I'm like... I'm like the old person where TikTok comes to me through like Instagram stories or reels, oh, like yeah, so, like reposted. And I have to say that I've seen that dance so much from so many people, like without trying to or without being on TikTok. And I'm actually super happy because this is a good song that, you know, didn't have a huge, huge debut. And now it's like getting the shine it deserves because of this TikTok dance. So I kind of love it. It's like, is the only way to become a hit now it needs a viral TikTok dance? It definitely gives you, uh, no pun intended, some extra juice uh, for sure to have the, the TikTok trend. Um, the song was already as good as hell. Ha! Were we just going to keep going? <laughs> I or guess the truth, the truth, the truth hurts about TikTok. Uh, <laughs> TikTok's necessity on the chart. No. Um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the dance have to do with the song, though? In what sense? Like, does does the dance move itself have something to do with the lyrics? Um, some of them do. Like, at, I'm thinking of like, uh, I'm gonna need about two shots in my cup, and you do a little tip back motion, drinking. Okay. I'm gonna need about two shots in my cup, like that. But like, otherwise, it's just like somebody made up these these little moves to do with it. And it's I don't funny. Get what the point is because well, this, this is this is TikTok dances. Um, they don't all it's, like in general. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it does, I don't get it. 
But it's funny because they look deceptively simple, like especially somebody like Tetris and Tiffany, who can obviously like, you know, they're youthful. They can move. Um, it's like, oh, it looks like a dance you could do. You but mean then their joints haven't fused together like ours have. They don't have, they don't have osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, but seriously, like I, it's I feel like all these TikTok dances, people make them look very simple simple like the people who do them regularly but they actually look like i feel like if i try to do it i would look ludicrous trying to do it so maybe i should whip out the tip tack and and try maybe my children will get me to do things like this soon when they're older yeah just record calvin and natalie doing this dance yeah let me, get the, let me see if calvin and natalie can start doing it, it looks very macarena like <laughs> I was by the way say, basically it's a macarena ripoff a lot of the tiktok dances have a, that vibe where it's like there's a move per beat you know i'm gonna need a little bit of da 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 i don't even know don't i'm so glad no one's watching this right now i love that anyway remix. Exactly. Okay, well, all right. Interesting point to note. As Lotto's Big Energy is number eight on the Hot 100 this week, both Big Energy and About Damn Time share a surprising common thread. Not that it's they, both female rappers? No, and not that <laughs> both of their names start with L, right. and both of them each have five letters in their name. They're both wordle yeah. words. <laughs> not, not, not the fact that their names both start with L, end with O, have five letters right. in them, and they're both, like, rappers. And repeat third and fourth letters. <laughs> Man. <laughs> what I'm actually talking about is they each sample older songs that were previously sampled by Mariah Carey for number one Hot 100 hits in the 1990s. Wow. So, I, we all know what the Lotto sample is, right? Well, well, Lotto, so Big Energy samples Genius of Love by Tom Tom Club, which was previously sampled in Mariah's number one hit from 1995, Fantasy. About Damn Time contains an interpolation of Hey DJ which was previously interpolated in Mariah's number one hit from 1997, Honey. I did not know that part. I should have known that probably. Mariah Carey is a true tastemaker in the 90s, as well as today in mysterious, interesting ways. Are we surprised? Lamely unites. The Lamely is not. <laughs> They'll be the first to say Mariah's power. <laughs> exactly. It's on display this week. On uh, the Hot 100 chart. It's, her power has never truly gone away since the year 1990, basically. All right, let's move on over to one of the biggest headlines over on Billboard.com this weekend, aside from our little Billboard Music Awards, etc. But also, Selena Gomez hosted Saturday Night Live for the very first time this weekend with Post Malone as the musical guest. And it was honestly a pretty logical step for the pop star and actress i mean for me i was sort of surprised that she hadn't done it yet um i was super surprised i was like oh this she's had to have done this before not only that keith but in my research today she only has been a musical guest one time on snl so it's only her second time setting foot on the set like period i know i don't know maybe it scared her i mean it's a a scary it's a scary prospect i mean maybe it's just like the live yeah, because you know she's like, been asked. Like, you know SNL has been asking. Like, Justin Bieber's hosted, and uh, Taylor Swift is hosted. Miley Cyrus is hosted. These are her contemporaries. 
she she is a very successful actress who came from TV and Correct. the rigors of doing comedy. So I'm like, Correct. this makes a natural fit. Yes. She, you also sing. Yes. And then so. I, why I say it's even more logical now is that her current gig, she's starring in Hulu's Only Murders in the Building alongside SNL alumni, SNL greats, Steve Martin and Martin Short. So, hey, fun fact. Yes. You know, Steve Martin was never a cast member on SNL. I know, but he did King Todd on SNL and was like a regular host. But yes, but I everyone, but, but I guess to call him an alum is wrong. I'll, I will call him an SNL great, though, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think, was Martin Short an actual cast member? Yes. Right. Well, now I'm questioning everything. One second. Let me check that. Well, while you look that up, mm-hmm. I will say most people mistake Steve Martin has been as being a cast member because he's such a frequent special guest. He's such a frequent host. Um, and because he did such incredible um skits back in the day that have become burned in our collective pop culture brains totally. like the King Tut skit. And then he also is associated with the like when they started doing the five timers club um, for yeah. the hosts who have uh, hosted at least five times. I believe the original skit like referencing that was when Tom Hanks hosted five times, maybe like way back in the day. Anyway, I just confirmed that Martin Short was a cast member. So he was an actual cast member. Um, But obviously she's surrounded by these two guys, clearly holds her own with these two guys. So maybe she thinks, oh, absolutely. Maybe I can do this. Or maybe they pestered her about it. Who knows? Um, Keith, have you watched any of it yet? You know, I thought she was really, really good in the show. Like I, I saw comments from people on social media saying, all right. Get her Emmy nominations ready for, you know, supporting actress in the comedy and, you know, for for SNL and for Only Murders. Right. You know, like you can do both because it's it it seems like this was a very well received uh, gig. So maybe she won't wait so long to come back a second. time. Yeah. And I mean, like you said originally, like, you know, we do think of her as being an actress. That's she started out on Wizards of Waverly Place. And as she referenced in her SNL monologue on Barney when she was even younger. Um, but what I think only murders has done for her, um, from the little bit that I've seen of it, I haven't seen the whole first season. Um, is like she's got that super dry humor like the delivery is so dry and it goes against like the wackiness of you know martin short and steve martin so well and the monologue was delivered in that super dry tone the way she interacted with the cast members who were like offering to be her boyfriend now that she's single everything was just so perfectly delivered or, or girlfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend, right. which she considered. I, I, which she, I love that she's like, you know what? I don't know. She said that's a vibe. The vibe. That's a vibe. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you I'll see you at the after party. Exactly. Um, so anyway, it got us thinking though. Uh, if Selena Gomez has not hosted SNL yet, like, there's probably a, a rash of like current musicians that could feasibly host SNL and have not yet. So we thought we'd talk about some people who are maybe obvious choices. And so I'll start with the first one that came to mind. Maybe she's fresh in my mind because she was the winningest uh, artist at our Billboard Music Awards on Sunday night with seven prizes. But Olivia Rodrigo came to mind who, you know, is got getting a similar start to Selena Gomez in the sense that she's coming from a Disney plus series. And before that, a Disney channel series and, um, you know, has the acting chops I feel like it could be an opportunity for her to show that she's funny because I feel like we haven't seen like her being we're we're used to her like crying and seeing her serious. I feel like if you're an actor, you probably are capable. 
I've never seen her Disney shows, so I don't know. I've only seen her do interviews and stuff where she seems very kind of serious and not very super chatty. But she's but bubbly. Haven't, admittedly, haven't seen tons of stuff. Yeah, I think you can describe her as bubbly. And I feel like because she's a theater kid, you can plug her in. I feel like she can do these right. sketches, you know? I feel like she would be able to hold up to it and maybe like even ad lib if she needs to. I feel like she could do it because of her theater background, potentially. Okay. So, Keith, you had some things you wanted to suggest as well. I was going to suggest Doja Cat. Oh, um, who is hilarious. <laughs> she's she's just hilarious just as herself. Yes. She doesn't even need prompting. Um, and um, though the funny thing is, like, she's actually expressed some hesitance, hesitancy. Hesitance. Hesitancy. Yeah, that word. Willfully? What's the word I'm looking Nastalahia? for? Nastalahia? <laughs> Shut up. Um, she actually expressed some possible reservations um, about doing it in an interview with Billboard. Huh. Hey, look at that. Mm -hmm. um, she thought uh, that uh, th the thought of it actually terrified her a little bit. So who knows if this will be something that actually materializes in the near future, but it's certainly something that she's thought about. The absolute funniest thing that happened on Sunday night was the first award that she won on stage, which I believe was for. Hmm. Now I'm going to mess it up. It wasn't album. I think it was top arm, top female, not top female, R top R and B female artist. Cause okay. she won two on stage. I believe it was the first one. She was holding on to a drink and they the cameras got a, a picture of her that went viral on Twitter. That was her chugging. She took like a huge swig of her drink, hit her vape pen and then ran up on stage to do her speech. And I just feel like she is just a funny human being. Like, it just feels like she would she would totally murder it personally. Like, so with the next. So she's been in the bathroom at the Grammy. She's like <laughs> having to finish her drink before she goes on stage. What's the next uh, show going to be at? She's like, you know, where like <laughs> where where in the world is doja cat <laughs> right all right so do you do you have another option yeah uh another person i clearly had bbmas on my mind because all my people are from there um megan the stallion who performed on sunday night i would say she's another person who is like effortlessly hilarious in interviews and i feel like could very easily just like I, I i'm just i feel like she would give the cast so much material to work with for possible sketches just right. her whole persona and everything about her i think that she would be great and we don't know like i haven't seen her act in anything but we haven't al always seen that like i i'm thinking of you know bieber when he hosted for instance he was a musician bruno mars when he hosted purely a musician you know it's not like they they always have right. to have a an acting history right yeah um well sort of thinking of megan what about beyonce i'm sorry beyonce has not hosted snl before nope how is that humanly possible feel free to, to google it i could not find any instance of her actually hosting there's no there's no need to like justify why beyonce should host snl because the answer is yes she should it's it's now a question of whether like, it doesn't it doesn't jibe with like what beyonce does now in the year 2022 like because i say that because you know she used to do a ton of interviews she used to do a ton of press before her album she used to you know, perform at every award show. And now it is much more limited, controlled 
uh, by Team Beyonce. I just it'd be hard to see her relinquish all control to the SNL team, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, you're not relinquishing all control, though. I mean, you're the one you're the one um, sort of pushing the narrative throughout the week, you know, so you play to your strong suits and you play to what you want to do and you can be in the skits as much or as little as you want. Yeah. You know, I, I think of a great example of this is when RuPaul, because, you know, me bringing up RuPaul is natural. When RuPaul was the host mm-hmm. last year, so many of the skits were basically about kind of RuPaul-isms. Yes. Like, you know, the library is open. Let me reading. read you yes, reading. yes, yes. There was a whole skit with Chad as, you know, Pete Davidson as Chad, and Chad is made up as a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just everything was in Rue's wheelhouse. I mean. So in theory, you could do that with Beyonce where she went, she wouldn't have to do anything outside of her comfort zone. But I see what you're saying. In the current state that we're in with Beyonce being an incredibly private individual, not really doing a whole lot with the public. She may never do this. But Adele, Adele hosted. And I mean, we never thought that something like that. Would correct. I, you would ask me that a couple years ago. I would have thought that was crazy. So actually, we only thought it was crazy at the time because she was just doing it in isolation. Yeah. There was nothing to promote. If she had done it as part of this album cycle, we would have thought it was completely natural because she's so she's so funny and she's yes. so, so naturally. So maybe that's what Beyonce will do when she's just bored off cycle, <laughs> off album cycle. Sure. And it's just like, that right. seems like it'd be cool. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to throw another uh, very relevant one. Also a finalist at the Billboard Music Awards also mentioned already in this podcast today. And that's Bad Bunny. Because, first of all, he's getting like really into acting currently. He's got he just landed a Marvel role. I'm not sure if you saw that. But um, and he's been on SNL. He's been a, the musical guest. And he uh, he also um, was in a sketch on SNL previously. Um, I just feel like he's a bit of a chameleon and also clearly has a sense of humor. If you've ever seen his press appearances, like he's always goofy, always silly, always messing around. I feel like he would love it and it makes sense. So go for it. Um, so, uh, I had a suggestion, which you probably have thought of a little Nas X. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, because he's again, seems naturally funny like Doja cat. Um, He's the king of memes and sort of the king of exactly knowing how to be quick, funny and witty in a very short, small amount of time. Yes. And he's great at trolling people. So like his entire Montero album promo was an SNL sketch. He the album was his baby. He was pregnant. He was uh, like making pregnant appearances on a fake like Maury talk show he had i mean the whole thing was a was a a full episode of snl basically he scripted it all out and i'm sure he would say why do i need snl i don't need to do that no he i feel like he would do snl i feel like he would love to do snl personally but i mean we should ask him um i mean if we're gonna mention lil nas x one of the other people i thought of very currently relevant is jack harlow who also seems like down for a is good he, time. Does he, does he, is he, is, I mean, yeah, we know he's probably down for a good time, but is he actually, does he seem funny? Well, okay, so he also had. his eyes pierced at you on oh the my God. day. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, I, my, my Instagram is public, so if you, oh, actually, it's going to be expired by then, so sorry, you won't be able to see this, but 
Um, I could, I guess I could save it as like a, like moment or whatever. Anyway, um, when I was on the red carpet for BBMAs um, on Sunday, uh, Tetris Kelly, our Billboard News personality, was interviewing him, Jack Harlow, and I took a picture and I didn't even notice until I was looking through my pictures after the fact that he was like staring directly at my camera. I was like, oh, I guess I was caught in the act of taking this photo and uh, did like a zoom in on his face because he literally is like giving like a blue steel look like at the camera. In this he does thing. that a lot in photos. I think that that's his. Him. I think that's his resting face, maybe <laughs> potentially. His resting face is blue steel. Yes, exactly. But um, he also has been on SNL before. He uh, did a one of the fake rap songs with Pete Davidson. Um, it was about NFTs, I think it was that one. And Jack mm-hmm. did did a verse in that. I think it was the the you know, night he was a musical guest on there. But again, like he showed that he was game, uh, you know, did like this fake, fake rap song. I feel like you could turn a whole episode, you know, or get a whole episode out of that. All right. I have one more. Okay. That'll be our last one. Someone who is, has been a musical guest on the show, probably more than any other artist or if not, one of the most frequent musical guests. Wow. Um, but not as a solo artist, has always been part of a band, Dave Grohl. Aha. Uh-huh. Who has been a musical guest as part of the Foo Fighters and Nirvana, like, countless times. But he, he's never hosted the show, but he's incredibly funny, very quick, um, loves SNL, uh, and, and also is sort of an actor in some capacity. I mean, he was in that sort of Foo Fighters jokey they had their, film that yep. came out recently. Yes, and they also, he was in the Tenacious D Pick of Destiny movie. Oh, right. And all the Foo Fighters music videos are basically parodies. He's always, like, cross-dressing as different characters, dressing up in old, like, uh, old man makeup, doing all, like, you know, there's always something in those videos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he'd, I think he'd be so perfect you know what i want to know is like has he ever been asked because it it's hard to believe that he would turn that down but it's also hard to believe that over these last you know 25 years 30 years that he hasn't been asked you know maybe he has and maybe he feels like he doesn't want to separate himself in that kind of way from the band it's more about the band being the musical act as opposed to him being like like an actor person that's true you know you never hear that man's name by itself it is always as in the context of foo fighters for real i mean i mean all all that said like dave grohl also like gives gives you documentary films Mm -hmm. and you know sound city and those are clearly dave grohl projects Mm -hmm. but they're always about behind the scenes things behind the scenes bringing you a lot of musicians talking about the music as opposed to i'm dave grohl Mm -hmm. the star of something Mm -hmm. so it'd have to probably be the right kind of situation and he's helping like if he had another like sound city type thing that he was promoting and you know he was on snl to promote that and maybe he's also the musical guest and out comes stevie nicks to perform something with him yes. you know maybe that makes sense as i mentioned stevie nicks just out of, why out not? of blue because why not anyway. okay i think it's a great note to end on because i love that suggestion so um yeah make it happen snl All right, well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. This month in 1986, 
Pet Shop Boys hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with the duo's first and so far only chart topper, West End Girls. The song climbed two to one on the May 10th, 1986 dated chart and spent one week atop the list. Uh, the British pair, of course, is comprised of Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe. Pet Shop Boys have charted a dozen entries on the Hot 100, including four further top tens. And they are Opportunities, Let's Make Lots of Money, It's a Sin, What Have I Done to Deserve This with Dusty Springfield, and Always on My Mind. The act also has collected 42 hits on the Dance Club Songs chart, with 11 of them hitting number one. And didn't they Fun even... Fact, oh, sorry. Maybe you're going to say the same thing I was just going to say. Oh, I was just going to mention opportunities coming back to the dance charts last year because of a commercial. The Super Bowl commercial, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to say that. But what I was going to say <laughs> is, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted this uh, sort of fun side stat out a couple weeks ago. I found an interview with Neil Tennant from, I think, The Guardian in the UK a, a number of years ago. And he talked about how when they were making What Have I Done to Deserve This?, uh, the record label didn't, his record label at the time did not want Dusty Springfield as the vocalist on the mm. track. They wanted someone like Tina Turner or Barbara Streisand. And Neil and Chris were very firm. They're like, no, we want Dusty Springfield. And they eventually got Dusty Springfield. Love that. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact uh, What Have I Done to Deserve This is um, co written by um, Allie Willis the late Allie Willis, um, who is a songwriter who also wrote uh, September and Boogie Wonderland for Earth, Wind & Fire. Amazing. And the Neutron Dance for the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> ah! Anyway. And also, by the way, the theme to Friends. Oh, I forgot that fun fact. I was actually thinking I remembered September. I didn't realize September and the Friends theme song. That is wild. Yeah. What a career. All right. So here's another kind of interesting twist. Four of the duo's Hot 100 Top 10s. We're back to talking about the Pet Shop Boys now. Four of their Top 10s on the Hot 100, including West End Girls, were produced by a gentleman named Stephen Haig. That's H-A-G-U-E. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. That's how you say the Haig. So, yeah. That's, why, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> say, okay, so why is that name important this week? Because Haig co-wrote... Hey DJ, which means Haig is credited as a songwriter in the top 10 on the Hot 100 this week through the oh, interpolation hey. of that song on Lizzo's About Damn Time. That's amazing. Wild. Yep. Haig uh, has also produced such classic favorites as New Order's True Faith, Erasure's Chains of Love and A Little Respect, and Susie and the Banshees' Kiss Them For Me. Nothing but just jams. I know. <laughs> um, I, I could have even gone. I, I I could have gone farther down the rabbit hole because <laughs> there there he he has a very interesting career. And the um, the the other person, one of the other writers on Hey DJ, Malcolm McLaren, I believe is the name, also was the former manager of the Sex Pistols. Yeah, I was going to say I know that name. Wow, it's that person. Whoa, who who then went on to a very wide and varied sort of pop culture career. I guess. Trust me, it's, it is, Google those names. Go Google the songwriters of Hey DJ, and then 
fall into a rabbit hole like I did. <laughs> so anyway, there you have it. This week in 1986, Pet Shop Boys hit number one on the Hot 100 with West End Girls. You've reached the end of our big show. Katie, any parting words? Just really happy to not be in Vegas anymore. <laughs> I thought you liked Vegas. I love Vegas, but it has a, just a statute of limitations, and I reached it, and I'm ready to be home. You so. were there for, when did you get there? Friday afternoon? Friday morning. <laughs> and you left Monday morning. Monday morning. morning. <laughs> Three nights, seventy-two hours. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's it. That's the moment. Like that's the limit. I I, I realize your time is precious right now. Um, precious time, also the only number one album for Pat Benatar. <laughs> we talked about her last week. Um, um, did you see? Did you have an opportunity, not to make money, but did you have an opportunity to see? Any shows or, or anything? It was just all work, 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 work. Well, so I went to both of our Musicon uh, nights oh, of performances. Right. So that was Anita and Shansia on Friday night. Shansia was super fun, by the way. She's a Jamaican singer. If you watch the BBMAs, you saw her present um, on Sunday night. She uh, had a dance contest and brought fans out of the crowd to have like a twerking contest. And it was quite, oh, it was quite fun and then go off the rails real quick anita was amazing like it was clear that she had just fine-tuned her set you know and her choreography and everything for coachella she's saying entirely live had two male dancers and three female dancers on this like small stage so it was like we got to see this like intimate version of the coachella set that was amazing. Ty Dolla Sign played on Saturday night at Musicon. I went to two performances at the club Friday night. Machine Gun Kelly put on an entire concert, full hour long, full band concert, two to three in the morning. My Lord. Yeah. Um, but did every song, you know, by him, plus some you probably don't. And uh, then Zed played from two to three, brought out Travis Scott, brought out uh, Cassie. Uh, on su- on Saturday night, so I did not get to see like a residency performance, but got to see lots of performing this weekend. You you saw a lot. I saw um, a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, with all that said, oh my god, with the entire show behind us, what sh- what song should we go out on this week? Okay, so the Zed song that I like had forgotten existed and was so pleased to hear. That's what we should go out on, which is Stay the Night with Haley Williams. Do you remember that okay. song? So good. Sure. You will now because I, we're about to play it. I will now because <laughs> I will find it and I'm about to put it into the show. See you guys next time. Bye. Oh, 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 o